Hello, hello. No, hello, it's still at nine. I mean, I don't, as a rule, listen to our full episodes too, but I start. <laughs> this is just shows how egotistical I am. I started listening and then I was like, it was like recently, so I forgot what exactly I said. And then mm. I was like, I want to hear the telegram thing. And then I just kept listening. <laughs> She loves the sound of her own voice. Yeah, that's actually what it is. Yep. Okay. <laughs> that's the reason you talk so much is you literally just love the sound of your voice. <laughs> well, I don't mind it. I don't remember if I like hate. Do you do you not like the sound of your voice recorded? Like, I mean, I'm fine with it now. I think that I had some like dissociation earlier when we started. Yeah, I'm definitely over that by now. I think I had <clears throat> that too, and now I just I feel like. I feel like we both have voices that are, like, not annoying. You know? <laughs> right? We can agree. You know, sometimes you hear, like, a woman talk on the radio and you're like, shut the fuck up. You ever have that feeling? Yeah. I, have I have that with men also. Some people just have, like, insane yeah, voices. <laughs> it's just, like, that is your whole instrument. How is it's it so bad? bad? It's really... <laughs> Versus our beautiful, melodious voice. People love hearing us do ASMR and open presents. You you don't even need to have like a good voice. Like you just have to have a voice that's not um, charged. Yeah, not abrasive. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think we have like amazing, like sexy voices or something. No. I mean, no. no. Definitely not. <laughs> we could try, but we're not going to. No. Just switch it up completely now. Hello. Also, Hello. I wouldn't even know how to do that. It's too embarrassing for me. It just reminds me of like how everyone, like how I'm embarrassed that I'm on Instagram, honestly. But how like um, people on Instagram and all social media, but that's the one I look at the most. Um, just like all, like even if you're just a normal person, you like think you're an influencer and like talk like that. You know, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I hate this. It's just funny. Yeah. I, yeah. People, the voices that people do. Sorry. All right. Evil. Let's get, let's get away from this topic. Quick, quick. Yeah. I I was going to tell you to prepare your family story, but I forgot. Oh, I know. It's not prepared. Yeah, I know. It does. Because I didn't tell you to tell to prepare it. I was thinking of doing that also on, like, I was thinking of, like, like, not structuring, but, like, prompting somewhere on our family Zoom and just being, like, all right, mom, your turn to tell the story of yeah, relatives. Nice. I do wish there was, like, a, I had, like, a family book with, like, pictures and explanations of people. I know, because, like, it's chaotic. I have a lot of, my mom has a lot of pictures both parents have a lot of pictures of people. My mom has a lot of photographs. And, like, there's some captions on them usually on the back. Mm-hmm. But, like, and she's told me stories. It's, like, no matter how many times they tell me stories, they just don't, like, stick in my brain fully. You should you should do a little audio project with her. Because I remember one time when we were, when we had dinner and the boys' boyfriends or boyfriends' girlfriends <laughs> were there. The gay brothers. <laughs> The gay brother, both your brothers, okay. Um, she started talking about like one particular member of the family, and she just like knew a lot yeah, about her. She does, and that's cool that she she has like a kind of historical brain for those. Sorts yeah, of things. Um, I did Which record is her. Once. You actually kind of do have that also, but 
not for members of your family. Apparently not. It's fucked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can't not. even remember what your goddamn mother told uh, you. Honestly, I, it is... Yeah, that's a good point. I did record her once. I made a point of, like, doing that. She she felt a little bit... It was one... Um, it's probably, like, a couple times back when I visited, so I don't know when it was, like, okay. almost a year ago. And I remember... Um, she had just like unearthed a bunch of pictures so she was like okay. ready to tell stories and i was like mom i'm gonna record you and she was like uncomfortable with it but did mm. it anyway and i was like just pretend okay. the mic isn't there like we're all gathered around um yeah. and yeah so at least i have that but like yeah I, I would like to do something more specific because like she definitely has like an encyclopedic knowledge and and has sources if she doesn't remember it herself i mean yeah and she would, I mean, I feel like it is, like, kind of disarming to have a microphone in front of you, but she would get used to it if you did, like, if you're, like, we're going to go by person, and it's, like, today we're talking about X person. Yeah, or I could do, I could do a lapel, th- I mean, um, lavalier, lavalier, yeah, lavalier mic, because that, I didn't have it with me at the time, I just had the, the yeah. this big one, but yeah, that's, that is true, that's less of I was going to say, like, I feel like, yeah, maybe, like, for example, I've heard so many stories about Pasha's family and I feel like I remember them like better than my own family it's like really fucked up but that's the case yeah but you don't the problem is you don't remember the the relationships between people do you like do you have a mental map of his like family tree I mean kind of it's really hard I have to review it a lot but like he'll he'll like mention someone and I'll be like oh is that the person who like you know like was doing this or that and he's like yes I don't know Mm. I I have some memory of my family stuff like I know um right so (laughs) um okay so my dad has uh three siblings I'm pretty sure no I know my mom's family moved to the midwest in the 1800s I know they were like one of those I think they were like scammed in some way (laughs) Um, you know like sent to live on a piece of land but then it was like not farmable and like flooded Um, oh no and then that is a kind of uh soviet russian thing i think you'd be surprised that it's a very american story actually (laughs) um i mean they're from england and i i do i knew i'm not gonna like (laughs) try to remember all the details but like i know just so my mom doesn't um hate me after listening to this that that like her family had um ran a grocer grocery store and like her I think her grandma met her grandpa through that somehow um, and mm. that's where I start to get faulty because like she has pretty detailed stories of both parents sides and it's confusing it's like if it was just one old, big story maybe it could be easier for me to manage in my head but it's hard has she like has she done a lot of investigative work herself or like every some one person in every generation has been like her and has, like, remembered everything and then told it to the next person. I don't think she... You mean investigation, like, you know, doing a website thing? Yeah. I don't think she or did like, that. Or, like, calling people and talking to I them I think it was it. more like she was really close with her grandmother. Okay. Uh, maybe both grandmothers. Because um, that would explain how she, like, knows... I think she just has much closer tie to her mom's side overall. Mm. I mean, that's Women. Women. <laughs> um, and close to her maternal grandmother very close and I think she got a lot of stories that she just remembered and then she has like her personal stories and then she has 
she has like not only did she find these photos she found letters that like her great or either grandparents or great grandparents wrote to each other and they're like in perfect condition just like with like we, what do you mean she found them? Where were they? I mean, she had them in, like, boxes with the photos. But she, like, but she unearthed just didn't them know. recently. Yeah. I'm not sure if she, like, maybe she knew then, but she hadn't looked at them in years. And, like, mm. I looked at some of them. And they're this is when they're in California. Because after the Midwest thing, they, they were in California for multiple, multiple generations. Like, they're, like, Northern California people. They're, like, Berkeley people from 1800s. Like, yeah, cool. And, or early 1900s. And, like, they... Um, and, like, the, the addresses, like, the addressed to, uh, I don't remember what town it is, but, like, the address to, like, her grandmother, I think, again, not sure if it's grand or great, grand, is, like, just her name and, like, the town or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, like, it's so cool. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I feel like I told you this somewhat recently. One of my uncles, who's not, he's an uncle by marriage, like sent us our like family tree history on my dad's side. And it went back so like way too far, like way, way too much information. It was like nauseating to look like at. Like what year? Like, I want to say like 1492. <laughs> Honestly, like, very, very, like, back to England and then, like, definitely, like, 17th century and possibly earlier. Oh, my God. And it had, like, pictures of people. Like, at a certain point, they changed into paintings. And I'm just like, is this, did somebody just, like, make this up? (laughs) It's really insane. That is, like, almost disturbing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was, like, I was, like, scrolling back and back, and I was, like, all right, that's enough. (laughs) Yeah. Two generations is enough. That's cool, though. I mean, I I feel like it's, it then it gets, it starts to become, like, museums or, like, anything from, like, the Middle Ages where you're, like, okay, well, I can't actually imagine that. But, like, two or three generations back is, is really cool because, like, you, first of all, you can have photographs, and second of all, you can kind of like empathize with their existence yeah yeah but it's like what were you supposed to lose all this shit when you came to america fresh start baby <laughs> Smith, you should be happy you know your heritage it's a privilege you dumb bitch <laughs> i don't want to know but my english ancestors who go back <laughs> how embarrassing how passe to be english uh, I, oh yeah that was a whole conversation we had in my family recently about shutting uh i don't even know i was trying to like explain to my mom that it wasn't like cool to be <laughs> and she was like yes it is um, in the end she's gonna be right because that's literally yeah, how it always works <laughs> yeah it's actually very cool to be english i mean at least like when you're english it's like it's direct. Like, you're not pretending to be anything. You're just like, I'm English. I founded America. Like, everything is what it is. I founded America. I mean, they remember, my family isn't, like, quite on the, like, Liz uh, Grace scale. No, they didn't, like, come Grace, over and, yeah. like, the founding fathers thing. Which, thank God for that, right? Right. <laughs> At least that. <laughs> we're, we're historically... Uh, <laughs> Uh, innocent yeah. on every level. Yeah, I don't know about on every level, but we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we won't. we're historically innocent on the big one. <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> didn't own a plantation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No plantation ownership. In none of my family, all the family money I have. What about it? I, I'm joking. Or I was going to say all the family money I have doesn't come from owning a plantation. Right. But I don't have any family, family money. money. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> Clean slate for the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Well, the reason why your your family heritage would at least be like relevant because you're a Ruski. Well, yeah, that's true. I am a I am a Russian at heart. I have no Russian blood, and yet, and yet, I seem to be you're... drawn to the Slavic ways. <laughs> uh, so you're just the girl version of the guy that has uh, Saint Basil's Church as his back. That's like this is this is what the girl version looks like. Um, no, I am not. Wait, Lily, what are are you wearing headphones? Oh, okay. I'm just like trying to stay back because I, I feel like even though your volume is low, I feel like my mic was like picking it up. Oh. Ow. All right. Well, shall we get started on our relevant topic? Well, yeah. Um, so I, I told you like what I could talk about, but um, what do you want to hear? Well, there was only two, so we might as well just do both of them, right? Yeah. Let, let's start with uh, the airstrike, and then we can do the bike ride as a, as a like, soothing goodbye. Yeah, good idea, because the airstrike is not soothing. It's the opposite. Um, well, okay. We, this, first of all, if we have any listeners who are like pro-Ukrainian, they're going to be, be gone, probably. After. You are wearing my dawn colors right now, by the way. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this. God damn, God damn it. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> um, and that's fine because we don't want your kind here anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but the, so this is like, this is like, I'm going to tell a story about something that happened um, in 2014 at the beginning of the, the war in <clears throat> Ukraine. And it's, I mean, it's something that came up in conversation with Pasha recently. So like, why are we talking about it now? Number one. Number two, the anniversary of its happening will be on June 2nd. So that's nice. Oh. Um, six years. Very relevant. Uh, and like, like Shari has brought it up recently as like, um, hello, this still happened and like nobody has ever acknowledged or apologized for it officially. Mm-hmm. And he recently did a video about it. So, but it came up, it came up in conversation actually just because like Pasha was talking about like commenting on something in YouTube. He's like, I think I've commented on something in YouTube for like the second time in my life. And he was like, and then we were talking about like how you can't comment on the internet because bad. I mean, we all know that because of obvious reasons. Yeah. And then he was saying how like in the beginning of the war, he there was this forum that was only for, I'm sure this was in a lot of cities or every city uh, in Ukraine, but it was for like a, like a Lugansk only forum, Lugansk residents. What, on what website? Like the city made it? Who made it? I don't know who made it, but that's actually, don't worry about that. It's also, okay. it's also kind of a separate story because like they had, it's really interesting, the development, he was telling me about the development of um, like local internets uh, in the early mm-hmm. 2000s in Alchevsk, like his town, and then in Lugansk okay. also. Super interesting subject, but I can't get into it now. 
Um, Wait, where was he at the onset of the war? He's in Lugansk. Is he there? Okay. And so he lives in Lugansk. So it's like maybe an hour away from his hometown. It's like a bigger city. He like moved to the bigger city to like start working. Okay. And, um, and like uh, the point is like he was really active in that forum, at least at some point, like around this thing that happened on July, uh, June 2nd. And, um, and then kind of like, he was basically saying like compared to that, like I learned my lesson, like that was terrible and really scary because it was just like really intense clashes and like intense clashing of ideology and propaganda. And then also because it was people in Lugansk only, it was local, it escalated into like physical conflicts. And like- Because people would know who- Yeah, or people would find out, they'd be like, like meet up to fight each other. Like it was just really fucked. So- Uh, it's like a very, uh, the first iteration of next door. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dangerous thing. Like when you start, because like the, at least the anonymity of the internet or like the whatever of the internet that makes people so like terrible on it, um, you know, sort of precludes usually like this physical confrontation. But this was like this yeah. weird mix. So anyway, he was just talking about how he like participated in that. And this thing that happened, it like this airstrike is a good sort of concrete, the reason I kind of also wanted to tell it was I didn't know about it until recently. And it's a really good sort of concrete, specific example of how, um, how propaganda like can work and was used in like a really extreme way um, in Ukraine. So, and yeah, so here goes. Um, so it's, it's, um, Relatively early in the war, uh, a month ago, there was... Did, did I tell you about, like, the whole Odessa thing that happened in May 2014? Mm, I don't it was so. one of the first clashes of, like... It was one of the, like, big clashes of um, anti-Maidan protesters. So that's the people who are, okay. like... We call them, like, the Russian side, um, yeah. in quotes, or, like, the separatists, but they weren't called... They weren't necessarily called that yet. Um clashing with the pro-Maidan or like the pro-Europe side again this is all relative and in that clash um the the like the pro-Russian or anti-Maidan side ended up getting um the people protesting were like getting got trapped inside this building when they were trying to hide in the process of this like clash of protesters that turned into a physical like fight with like people throwing shit at each other and then they and then the pro-Ukrainian, like the pro-Maidan side, set that building on fire and all those people died. Whoa. So that was really Whoa. fucked. Okay, and where were the police in this? <sighs> like jacking off in the corner. They were probably around. It's just hard to say because like there was also in that, that that's like another where, separate. And where were the noble police and at this time? Why didn't they do it? And that's a separate issue because that the way that story is told is obviously like it all, every time you tell a story about like any war, but I'm just very aware of it with like the the war in Ukraine, like the vocabulary you choose, what you call people is all so important. And like, yeah. I know that like in this protest, there were definitely people who were paid to be there, potentially on both sides, but definitely on the side of the pro-Ukrainian people. Um, it was like those sort of skinheady, like sports fan people. They don't like have <laughs> ideals. They just like come in right. when they need yeah. to be there. <laughs> so their ideal is like beating the shit out of Yeah, me. they're not like pro-Europe. They're just like... <laughs> 
yeah. assholes. They're thugs. They're like thugs who were hired by like the pro EU side. So whatever that means. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's like people are still like affected by that. That had just happened literally a month ago, May second, twenty fourteen, and people and that's in okay. Odessa. So people are still like, what the actual fuck? Like this is really fucked, and like starting to be like, this is really scary. Like calling it a civil war, though. That's another political thing. Those who called it a civil war were like, some of them were repressed in different ways. Like a blogger who called, who ended up, who called for like an end to the civil war, a Ukrainian blogger was arrested for like anti-patriotic speech and shit. Okay, so most people that were calling it a civil war were on the eastern Ukraine. Yeah, side. like like the whole the whole like politics around. Um, what what it's called and if it's a war and if it's a civil war is still really sensitive. Um, I think it's a civil war. So anyway, let's go on with that. So on, I mean, it is. So um, I'm not giving people really context for this because, yeah, it's a, big, it's a big topic. But the thing that happened, so Lugansk is like one of the two main cities in the eastern part of Ukraine. It's Lugansk and Donetsk. Uh, Donetsk is bigger. Um... So now at this point, Eastern Ukraine has been like um, taken Quartered over. Off. What? Oh, taken over. Okay. I just mean it's like now under the control of this new like rebel force, which is the Eastern Ukrainian different people from Eastern Ukraine, um, like had occupied the government buildings in Donetsk and Lugansk to uh, to get rid of the like Ukrainian. It's like a coup. Uh, the Ukrainian people there. And a lot of the people who, the, the officials who were, or like the military people, they, it wasn't like everyone just like left to Kiev, which is like Kiev is like the official, it's the capital, so it's like where the Ukrainian base would be. Um, some stayed, so there was like what would be called from the Ukrainian side like desertion of some sort. So some of the officials okay. stayed from from the military and from Because most, presumably most of the officials that were there were from eastern Ukraine right. originally. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and the reasons for this, yeah, not getting into it. So why this all happened, I'm just saying this is the beginning. It's just 2014. It's the very beginning, like, of the crisis, as we call it. Um, and Lugansk, like, hadn't, so, so Odessa was a really big deal, and then Lugansk hadn't had, like, a direct attack on the city, as far as I know, like, before this moment. And, um, what, but what was happening, to give context, is that, like, every so often, uh, Ukrainian military jet, like, fl planes would fly over Lugansk and over lots of other cities really low in, like, a creepy way, and just, like... <laughs> Like in a scary ass way, actually, yeah. not creepy, because yeah, yeah. you like don't know what's gonna happen. Oh, spooky! <laughs> and they would do that, and that was like a fear tactic. Yeah. Um. And ever, it's no, it's not like. I don't think that is up for debate that those were clearly Ukrainian military jets. They were like, they had insignia and everything. It wasn't like, who? What is that mystery? Um. And that was happening, and like Pasha remembers those planes, but for the most part, like. You know, these terrible things are happening here and there, but the fighting, uh, the clashes of the actual... So the clashes are between whom? The clashes, the, the war, is happening between Ukrainian military, like the official government state-backed military, and um, the 
Eastern Ukrainian forces, which uh, they call themselves militia, Apolchensi. Okay. Um, and was was Russia there by then? I don't know when Russian like people or weapons first entered the scene, um, but there, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, but I'm not like. Yeah, the, even with that's I feel like something important to understand about Eastern Ukraine is like even with like help from Russia, which I'm not denying, um, they're like much worse trained militarily. Like they're just, it's a militia, and there are people from like actual military people maybe in command or some people, but like a lot of people are just regular people a dude with a gun, regular men basically who are just like I'm gonna like. Um, you know, go and defend my land from being attacked by my other part of my country. So, like, the militia um, is also, at this point, I, I yeah, already the, the Eastern Ukrainian forces are being called terrorists by the West, by, by the Western Ukraine, and potentially already, like, that's just being repeated in the West. So terrorists, we love calling people terrorists when they are our enemy. Um, and that fighting always happens in what's referred to as like the gray zone. It's still happening. And that zone moves, obviously, but it hadn't been like within like a major city. It was, it was just outside. So mm. people in Lugansk and presumably Donetsk, but at the time in Lugansk, I happened to know, like <laughs> Pasha was there, were just like living their normal life. Like, I mean, they were trying to live their normal life. Like even though planes are flying over and it's, scary and now like new people are in power and that's also obviously scary because it's a lot of uncertainty um and there's also like you know this patriotic pressure like especially if you're a man to like do you go and join the militia or like do you get the fuck out and go to kiev because you actually are a ukrainian patriot so a lot of divisions happening but like he was just going to work and um you know and doing his thing and like when this happened um his office building was like right near the building that was hit by the airstrike. It was like across, there's like this main administrative building, that's what was hit. Okay. And there's a, like I saw this on the CCTV, so I have it in my head, but (laughs) there's like a square and he like, it's like this, you know, trees park thing with like an open square. Um, and like he would go there like, you know, during lunch or whatever, hang out. Mm-hmm. And then across the square is a building and then his office is right behind that. And then, and like it's near where he lived and he, at the time of the airstrike, he was like on a neighboring street. And the, um, what happened was one of these like Ukrainian jets is flying over, Ukrainian military jets. And it's like, you know, not the weirdest thing. I mean, People filmed it because they filmed, they wanted to document, but it wasn't like the first time this had happened. Mm-hmm. But this time, um, the jet fired these like, let me tell you what they're called. La. This was like in the middle of the day. Yeah, I think, I, Pasha was trying to remember, he thinks it was like after work, like he was like heading back um home but light out because he was walking yes it's light out sunny Mm. nice warm june day people are like walking around like on the cctv you can see um 
I'm surprised that this thing that I was looking at doesn't have the exact time of day. Oh, it shortly after, oh, it wasn't the end, shortly after uh, 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. Okay. So these um, uh, non-guided rockets were shot. Okay. And um, they, like, they basically, what I think that they do is, like, you could see on someone else filming from a different part of the city, not the CCTV, you could see it, like, fans out from the plane. And then it Ugh. goes, like, in a vertical line, like, like, through the park okay. and into the administrative building. It's, like, the main headquarters. One thing about this headquarters building, though, this is not the building that was, like, taken over first by the separatists or whatever. It's not, like, the military building with the weapons in it. It's, like, the administrative okay. building with, like, the politicians and, like, the bureaucrats. Just saying. So how many people died? Um, the final, so the reported death count I'm seeing is, is eight people. Um, but I think it was 13 after that was just like, because that was reported really quickly. I think it was 13. Um, and lots of wounded people because shrapnel. Right. And people were just like out. It was a normal day. People were just out doing their thing. Yeah. Like people, you can see on the CCTV, like that's on YouTube, like that, you can't see the fanning thing on that, but you can see the explosion. And then you see before people just like calmly walking, like whatever, and then the explosion and people start like running in different directions. Um, but yeah, very like just literal center of a city during an, a day. I mean, yes, this is like a war time, but these yeah. people were not in any way like expecting that. Um, and what then pursue so. So they're on both sides, and like there's like agreement about the death count, the wounded count. Um, but this is where the propaganda starts. So what happened is, uh, it's so fucked. Um, Wait, and Pasha like heard this happen. Yeah, he was walk. He was walking outside when this happened. Um, I don't know what he was. Maybe he went home early or something. Maybe he was going to like the gym. Maybe it was like a lunch break. I'm not sure. Um, and so from his perspective, like how the, like when it happened, um, he had also seen the plane and then the explosion and like to him, it was obvious that that was the plane shooting the building. Um, and then he, like when he started to go, well, first of all, like he immediately, um, like on that forum and stuff started to see the like reports so immediately the official ukrainian media and and some people in um, lugansk i guess started reporting can you hear me yeah oh because you're you're i thought you were frozen reporting this is what they were reporting um they first of all reported that the explosion came from inside the building so first of all Hmm. then uh, and, and the reports came out quickly. Like, this is what Shari was talking about. He's like, this is, like, they were prepared. Like, prepared. everyone was prepared. It's yeah. just like, okay, now we publish. Um, and yeah. and on those forums, like the one in Lugansk, like, they were definitely, like, trolly people there, like, troll factory type people who are, who immediately start, like, agitating. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not from the St. Petersburg troll factory, <laughs> just to clarify. No, um, a and, special Ukrainian troll factory. Yeah, not yet. Um, and like, they were saying, first the explosion came from inside the building. So that's already like, all right, whatever. That's weird. And then they were saying this really terrible thing, which turned into a meme, which was that they said the, um, the militia forces, like the Eastern Ukrainian forces, basically had their own gun or missile like set up in the park as like a defense mechanism and that it was a heat guided missile and that actually they were the ones who shot first at the plane they shot at the plane so just fully lying yeah this is the story i'm just going to tell the story how they told it uh they shot at the plane but because they're idiots they're and just because they're unprofessional and everything uh, their missile went into the building because it was attracted to the heat of the air conditioner system. Okay. That was the story, which is just like okay. already batshit. Like even if you don't, even if you ignore all the evidence that's, that is actually physically present, that's crazy because an air conditioner would have to be like, like a billion degrees to attract a missile. Like it just isn't. A realistic story and it seems insane that they would that's what they would think of so that's a story and you can see like where the um the building was hit there's a big hole like in the window and then like on okay. this forum pasha was like people were like you know discussing like the physics of how the window had been exploded and how it looked like you know the system pushed it from inside like the explosion of the air conditioners and other people were like no that's definitely from the outside and just like a complete reality fuck like completely i mean before i mean that's just the first reactions but like people started people in ukraine and like on the you know official ukrainian side also just like it was really fucked because they made this meme about like air conditioners and like shooting yourself and how dumb they are and that they like would shoot an air conditioner. Just like this whole air conditioner thing. The whole story was just really like not only is it like you already have shot civilians and killed them and then you have to make this like make fun of it. It's just like really low. We Was there so... I, I there's the forum and then there's like the published reports or whatever yeah the published reports are talking about the air conditioner yes all of the and, and this is what shari was just re-showing but like it's you know okay. these things aren't um they're still are they're still live basically like um all the main like ukrainian television stations all the main ukrainian uh online like newspapers were publishing this story that like this was um the fault of the militia themselves. They fucked themselves over. They shot themselves. The air conditioner, the, the like, whatever. The, they had attacked first and then it had backfired. Um, and But so they're saying they attacked first. So they are saying that the jet also dropped stuff? No, no. They just mean like okay. they attacked. And then, so this was like the, the story that was, that was um, being like pushed the most. And I... <sighs> It, this is, like, how intense, it like, propaganda can work because, like, that's pretty much what filled up the, like, internet media space really quickly. And if, I mean, and, like, for a lot of people, 
Um, Obviously, what the, day did happen? I just want to see what like American media said. So yeah, so CNN, CNN is like the 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 winners of this in terms of American media. They did like an investigation, and they published it quickly on June third, and mm-hmm. they said. Um, so when you search in, in English, the top things you'll see are CNN's report, and you'll see um, a report from the this like international organization called the Organization, or sorry, the Special Monitoring Mission of the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, which is like uh, an international control group that goes into war zones and like okay. checks for shit like this. Um, okay. And those are the two things you'll see in English, really, because, and then you'll see stuff on Wikipedia that show both sides of the story. But the, of course, people in the rest of the world, after these types of things happen, they just, you forget, nobody, like, actually cares. I mean, people in Ukraine and Russia maybe care, and then, like, there's the two camps, and then they just, people go on with their lives. Um, But the CNN investigation uh, was published, as I said, on the 3rd. June 3rd, uh, they were really prompt and said, it's, the quote is, uh, a CNN investigation in Lugansk has found clear evidence that whatever detonations hit the building and the adjoining park came from the air. The pattern of the craters okay. clearly indicated some sort of strafing, strafing? According to a munitions expert at the scene with CNN, their size suggested 30 millimeter ordnance, he said, which is the standard equipment of the Su-25, a ground attack fighter, and the Su-27, both combat aircraft operated by Ukraine. Uh, then the special and there's also video footage of this happening. I mean, yeah, but the video footage from this, the video footage that exists now, at least, that's like from the CCTV. It's like from across the street, across the square, yeah. and it's. You don't see the the um, missiles themselves. You see uh, you see the explosion. You see the plane, and you see the explosion. But a separate guy, okay. like a cell phone video, which I saw, shows the missiles. Okay. But then I it doesn't see. show the explosion because okay. he's across the city, and then he goes. Oh, and you need both to believe it. I mean, you don't actually, though, because like, if you <laughs> there's there's video footage of the park um and so let me just finish reading these like official things so the official thing from cnn okay. said that and then the special mon that's that organization the special monitoring mission people um they released a statement that said based on their limited observation quote these strikes were the result of non-guided rockets shot from an aircraft okay the actual like there is video footage um of the scene after so the cctv is like when it happens and everyone runs but there's people's like a lot of self like a lot of phone uh footage of the scene after and it's extremely disturbing i don't recommend looking at it um but like it's you can see that um and this is what cnn is talking about the park that leads up to the administrative building it's just like the trees have been like splintered and like Ugh. ripped apart and you, there's craters there's like craters leading up because the missiles go like boom 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 in like a vertical line into the building okay it's like okay not <laughs> uh you know subtle like not really something you can um argue that much about and it, then of course there's like something like there there's something about the um unbelievability of the 
like propaganda story there's something about that this it it gives me a similar feeling to how like email scammers will intentionally make their emails look like a scam in order to like weed out people that aren't susceptible to being scammed whoa what's the so that they can make sure the scam goes through Right, exactly. Like, if you're somebody that, like, reads an email and you're, like, this seems scammy, you're probably not going to, like, wire $10,000 to somebody. But if you read that email and you're like, oh, no, they need help, then you are more likely to, to, to be susceptible. There's just, there's something, like, they, presumably they could have, like, come up with something that was more... I don't know, like, I can't tell if it's just ineptitude, like, they didn't plan the actual, like, way that they attacked this building with what their explanation of it was going to be, or if there is some, like, intentionality to that clear divorce of reality from what you say after the fact that makes it, that generates that environment where you never know, like, what is real and what is not real, because they're they're so separated. It's part of it, and... I think that's like, I think it's both that they could assure in a, in a lot of senses that at least the people in Ukraine who are the target of the propaganda, right? Like the people on the yeah. official Ukrainian side, that they would believe it because it was on all media. Um, and so yeah. they could do that. And then they could also fuck with the heads of people on like the Eastern side because there were disagreements within. Like, you know... Pasha would have conversations but, with, like, people in his, like, close group of people who would be like, ah, those fucking, like, militia hit the bill. Like, oh, so it was believed. There was, yeah. like, a general, there was some underlying sentiment that this, like, particular story was tapping into, which was the militia was, like, inept. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those are people who, like, you know, ended up moving to Kiev and are, like, pretty... Okay. Pro, pro good riddance i mean yeah they're like <laughs> they're ended up being like pretty pro ukraine or like pro their you know their passport country um yeah but it it's like that creation of confusion is definitely i think part of the goal and i don't know if i don't know how intentional it was to make the story so like insane um but that was the effect that it had and like the the point is that it's never been it's never been so like these people who i don't know it this is a civilian attack first of all right so like it it should have gotten a lot more attention as what it is it's like a war yeah. crime um yeah. you know it and then like the the fact that like and and outside like there you were saying like there was times when the gray zone was actually Lugansk proper but at the time it was not right I mean there were worse after that like Lugansk went through other things and there's like parts of it that were bombed but um this was yeah this was like one of the first times or probably the first time and like the attention it got outside of Ukraine was obviously not very big. I mean, like, it's it's cool that CNN did that, but I, it seems like they were, like... Nobody else gave a fuck. Well, I don't know. I didn't look too much into it, but it seems like, yeah, nobody else gave a fuck. I mean, I certainly didn't hear about this. And this is, like, one incident, right? Like, one small incident in the past six years of war. And this is... And then what what's even sort of more like a stab to... Um, 
everyone and just like the continuation of the story is that now like there's never been any like official you know acknowledgement or like apology I mean that that, there, that won't happen maybe that will happen if these people are ever tried like in an international court which I hope that will happen but it's still going on so who knows I feel like a, it takes like a hundred years for apologies to come through I guess but like there's sometimes like some wars where this happens um right after if America wants it to happen and the (laughs) and and I'm not and I don't compare I am not comparing to that war lightly like one of the um the fucked things that I heard was like this some person from like one of the ministries like some government person from Ukraine on a tv show like more recently saying like essentially like admitting that it was a lie. like he basically said like we all know about that ukrainian town like we all know about that that like that airstrike or that like attack or something on that um you know like rebel town and he like references the Lugansk incident in so many words. But he doesn't say he doesn't say the word Lugansk. Doesn't say the word Lugansk. He doesn't say the date. And okay. he's like, like you know, should, shouldn't we be making that pilot like? Shouldn't we be calling that pilot a hero or something like that? Uh. And um, then he then he like made a comparison to World War Two, being like. This is so fucked. Being like, like, we wouldn't, like, if we don't call him, if we call him a criminal, then wouldn't we have to call, like, the Soviet and U.S. forces against the Nazis criminals? Oh, my God. It's like, (laughs) actually psycho. Yeah. So, I mean, that's even, that's just, like, a small example of how this perpetuates. But that was even more disgusting because he didn't even, like, pretend to cover up the lie. He just was like, it was like an open reference. He's like, we we have to call him a hero, otherwise. Yeah, and like openly referencing that he was he actually did, like follow an order that pilot followed an order to, uh, to to. I keep wanting to say bomb. What is it called? To like airstrike, uh, an administrative building in you know where civilians were going to be killed in their own country. Civil war. Bad. Yeah. Bad men. It's really sad. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, it took longer than I thought, so no hospital for you. No hospital? What that mean? Oh, you don't know. Botkin has a hospital. Oh, I did not know that. I, yeah, that'll be a discussion for a later date, yeah, I guess. It's, it's, a, it's a nice story. It's not as long. I can tell you another time. Um, okay. But yeah, this... I feel, I feel like frustrated when I tell these kinds of, I don't know if I've told stories like this before, but details from Ukraine, because like, have we talked about any, have we actually talked about stuff on the podcast? I can't remember. Yeah, well, because we saw that, we went and saw that movie Donbass that was like a weird propaganda documentary pretend thing. Right. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I just, I get... I just know a lot of people could listen to this and um, be confused because they don't have the context. But yeah, 
I I think it's okay. I mean, that, I think it's okay. That, in particular, that story is, like, self-contained to an extent. And people, people know that there's a conflict in Ukraine. I feel like we've referenced it enough that... And people know... I think the Donbass... Go back and listen to the episode Donbass. I, I think, think that's what it was called. Yeah, didn't we give, like, a little background? And, like, the U.S. and Europe support Ukraine in all of this. They support, in this sense, the propaganda Ukraine. side. Um, yeah. I'm not saying well, that the somebody, Eastern... And also, if somebody had uh, done a certain thing, then people would know all about it. You know, I, I was just saying that to Pasha. Like, I'm really sad that I didn't... Um, do that episode because I'm a lazy bitch. Yeah, but uh, yeah. there's still other. It's chances. weird because you did you did do other like intense translating stuff, but there was something about that. I was basically Lily a few years ago now went to Eastern Ukraine and took a lot of recording and learned a lot of things. Two years ago, then we never two years ago, and then we never did an episode about it. Yeah, but it exists out there. Did you ever like write stuff down? Like, do you feel like you remember enough about the trip to talk about it in detail sometime? Yeah, I wrote stuff down. Um, it was in it okay. was in July 2018, so it's coming up on two years, not even two years. Yeah. That's still yeah, it's a fresh story. But <laughs> but I I like I not only do I I have some stuff written down, but I just I had spent so much time preparing to do this episode, and then like for different mental block reasons, didn't get it done. Um, yeah. but I, I also, and I also had had such an intense time there that I like really, it's very vivid. So I wouldn't worry about that, okay. but it's more like now not, the situation yeah. isn't the same as it was two years ago. Um, so what I need to do, yeah. do probably is go back. <laughs> but, um, I'm going to need everybody to say again what they said. I also just, I also just was talking to Pasha about like, you know, wanting to record him talking about stuff just even if we don't use it yeah. for the podcast, but just to have like yeah, yeah. recorded in Russia. And then I, I think recording is a nice like documenting way versus photos because there's like, it's, well, it's less static for one. I think it tends to be like less performative, which is nice. Than the photos? And yeah. And like, I think you, it it captures like something deeply personal about the person that I don't think you get in photos or video. Mm. Interesting. Because it's 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 more like passively collected versus like video. It's like you know somebody's videoing you. Yeah. It's like not. Especially now. Like I mean there's probably a way to do it that's like less obtrusive, but I like I feel like I've gotten to the point now where I'm not oriented towards the microphone when I'm talking to you. Yeah. As yeah. much. I mean, I'm I'm always aware that I'm being recorded, but it's a little bit different thing. Right. Then, like, I can't... I mean, it's definitely different from a camera, that's for sure. Help. Yeah. yeah. First of all, like, I just would look insane on a camera because I'm always touching myself. <laughs> touching my face. Very anti-corona. Yeah. Um, Pro-corona, really. <laughs> on the side of the corona. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, hold on one sec before we end because I just want to check that I didn't leave anything important out. Okay. Kudos to CNN, seriously. I don't feel like... Yeah, we take back all the horrible things we've said about you in the past. I, I we take them all back. think we've said anything about them. What? I'm sure we have said... They are like Russiagate well, warmongers, just like the best of them. You mean MSNBC? No, not just them, all of those places. Oh, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, this must have been well, whoever did this was smart. I mean, yeah. I mean, they were there, which is cool. Like they had people. There. Yeah, that is cool. I don't know how they did that. It seems like I covered everything. Um, I just want to say it's obvious that there's propaganda on both sides. Not like an idiot. <laughs> Uh, especially because like that's the thing about these kinds Lily's, of Lily's gonna drop her life and go be a separatist. This, this is no, but this is the thing. It's like it's like they're the they're the militia people and the and the sort of bureaucrats and everyone who came around forming a new government, and they obviously like have their names for Ukrainian people and they have their names for themselves and they have yeah. they have their vocabulary and their propaganda, um, in different circumstances. I don't know of any circumstances in which there were outright lies like this. Like, this is fabricated on a level that, like, probably couldn't do because they don't have control over, like, mass media as much. Um, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, the what's really clear is that there's, like, in all, all cases like this, there's the two sides that can produce their, like, information warfare that are, like, the official people. And then there's just the fucking regular people like Pasha who... On forums... <laughs> right who clickety clacking away like you know aren't necessarily aren't even necessarily as heated as like he was about it so it's yeah uh, i think people forget that and i'm also watching that oliver stone documentary right now the um the history of the u.s what is it called the untold history of the united states oh i didn't know that was a thing oh you is should it annoying oh no you should watch it it's not it's just like it's so it's it's also disturbing it's just like this fits into the larger fucked up scary story of like history sort of focused in on the role of the u.s in in world history since world war ii it's just this is this is like one of the examples of that anyway i'm excited for when you come in august and we can wear a matching mary mecca outfits me too we could just have a little different pattern so that we don't look too yeah. creepy. <laughs> We're going to look insane, but it's fine. <laughs> Ish, fine. Yeah, make sure you get that order down. Yeah, I will. Okay. All right, I'm going to stop recording. Right. Ready? Goodbye, everyone. Yeah.